Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Team here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Piyush Savalia. He is the Executive Vice President of SciTime. How you doing, Piyush? Hey, really good. Thanks uh, for letting me be on your show. Oh, you are quite welcome. We're going to talk about a subject that is very important in our space, but something we hardly ever talk about. Um, and that would be timing solutions for all the typical applications that we talk about every day, AI, cloud, uh, 5G networks, and things like that. Um, first, let me ask you, why is this an under the radar thing? Why isn't this something, it's so important to design. Why isn't it more in the spotlight? Great question. Uh, we, we like to say that, you know, timing is the most important semiconductor component you've never heard of. Um, and and it's, uh, I think there are many reasons for that. In the past, I mean, for example, timing was uh, generated by quartz-based devices, which have been for 70, 80 years. And customers typically just said, you know what, if it works, I'll just go with it. What we are going through now is a fundamental shift in how the, the systems, the connected systems are evolving. If you think about it, every system is intelligent. Every system is connected now. And on top of that, it's being deployed not in the pristine uh, environment of an office or a central office, it's out in the outdoors. And this is where timing starts playing an even bigger role in the system because now you're subjecting the electronic system to the forces of nature. And that's why it's becoming more and more important now. Okay, so tell me about the evolution because everything has has changed so much over the last decade or so. If you want to even go back a little longer, that's fine. But because this is such an under the radar technology, um, have there been advances in, in, in timing in the last decade? Absolutely. Um, so obviously because timing is so important, it is the heartbeat of the system. It's the metronome, so to speak. Um, People have innovated to meet the requirements of, of these, these new intelligent connected electronics. Uh, the quartz industry has evolved, obviously, uh, but we think we've evolved and innovated at a much faster rate than quartz. And we are in a better position today to meet the demands of these new systems. So for example, if you look at things like shock and vibration, mechanical forces, they're gonna impact the mechanical resonator in a timing uh, system. And, and, and in those kind of situations, uh, in, in those kind of uh, environments, a, a decent amount of shock, a decent amount of vibration is going to impact your timing device. For example, your uh, radio, your 5G radio is mounted on top of an electricity pole, mm -hmm. which is sitting next to a railway line. Big freight train goes by, the pole's gonna vibrate, the radio is gonna vibrate, you're gonna start some drop calls. We actually had this happen to a customer uh, who was using a quartz device, and they actually called us in and said, can you solve this problem? And we said, yeah, sure, we can. And the reason why we can is because our MEMS devices, which are fabricated in silicon, are extremely tiny. So the forces of nature don't couple to it very easily, or they couple to it less than they do with the quartz devices. And so that's one innovation that we are making. We are doing manufacturing these devices in silicon. There are others too. Rapid temperature changes can impact systems. We are more immune to that. Uh, shock, obviously, electromagnetic interference. That's another field that's coming into play. I mean, for example, inside many devices, you have multiple wireless systems and uh, they get impacted. And so we have built our solutions to be extremely 
robust to these external environmental factors. Is there a timing device in pretty much every system? Anything that has a microprocessor has to have a timing device? Multiple timing devices in every system. Uh, pretty, pretty much any microprocessor, any SOC, any FPGA, in some cases memory, you name it, it's going to have it. Any digital system, the reference is timing. Okay, so you say the reference, and I keep going back to we're using um, satellites for reference as, as, as an example. Is that sort of how this thing works, that every once in a while you go out and you ping a satellite to make sure that everything is, is, is on track? In some of the high-end systems, absolutely, yes. Uh, the timing on your cell phone, for example, comes, it's transmitted through the network, so it is coming from some base station which is connected to a core network somewhere. That core network ha does have satellite GPS as a timing reference, but GPS is very, very susceptible to spoofing, uh, blocking, and things like that. And so in those kind of situations, they also have a very stable local clock, which is maintaining the timing source and the accuracy when the, when the GPS signal disappears. So yes, you got to have redundant references. GPS is one of them. Local accurate sources is another. Is a timing device a potential point of being hacked? Because you can cause some real havoc if, if you can mess with the timing. It, it, absolutely true. So, so I don't believe so. And we've seen examples of that um, that I'm aware of uh, because this is a self-contained device. Um, you have a passive resonator and then you have an oscillator and an analog circuit. And the two have to be married together in a self-contained system. Now, you could, you could actually use just a resonator with a microprocessor who has an oscillator circuit with an oscillator circuit. Could it be hacked? You, you got to get it to the microprocessor and a lot of uh, way down there to figure out how to hack it. I don't think so, but I'm not technically good enough to comment on that. So I'd have to ask one of my guys and get back to you. So never say never, but it's pretty hard. Yeah, we think so. Okay. What are we looking at for timing devices, say, 24 months from now? Um, a few things matter. Uh, depends on the system. On the infrastructure side, uh, the ability to withstand these uh, environmental stresses is going to become more and more important. Uh, as as bandwidths get faster, as latency gets less on the network, on the data being transmitted, you're going to need that. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, 100G Ethernet uh, optical modules uh, three years ago required uh, a jitter of about 250 femtoseconds. 800G systems, which are now being designed for deployment over the next few years, will require a jitter of about 75 femtoseconds. So the performance improvement, the performance is getting better. Requirements are getting more, more tight. Second, you're seeing this performance must be maintained in the presence of these environmental disturbers, whether they're mechanical or electrical. So that requirement is coming into play too. Um, size always matters, especially when you're going to deploy a whole bunch of IoT systems out there. So the smaller the size, the better off you are, especially on those client-side installations. And in the same, by the same token, power is very important too, because IoT systems require things to operate for 10 years on just a coin cell battery. So how do you manage power 
not only the baseline power consumption of the device important, but how you manage it is also very important. And timing plays a role in both of those. Very good. Very good. That was a very well put out roadmap. So we know what to look for down the road. Thank you very much, Paish. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. That was Paish Savalia. He is the Executive Vice President of SciTime, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.